Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And I am pumped about today's episode. One, because my guest is just a super cool guy and has lots of good insights. And, and there's potentially some, some entertaining stories uh, surrounding this guest, one that I'll, I'll share in just a minute. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and Two Minute Crash Course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale with YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. My guest is Charles Livingston. He's the co-founder of Life Boost Coffee. So he's a merchant. He's in the trenches every day growing a successful coffee brand, which is not an easy thing to do. He's also the co-founder of Perfect Origins, a supplement company, runs a boutique marketing agency. And also, if you've ever been to an Ezra Firestone event, or if you've ever heard Ezra Firestone speak, you've probably seen a picture of, Char of Charles. Uh, Charles can share the story, but years ago... Now, Charles is a fit guy. Charles is... If you're watching the video, you can see <laughs> Charles takes care of his body. And so there's a picture that... Ezra ended up getting of Charles shirtless with a stethoscope, uh, you know, showing off the six-pack abs or, or eight-pack or whatever it is. And uh, so Ezra has committed to, to working that photo into every single presentation that he does, which is absolutely hilarious. And Charles is a good sport for allowing that. So anyway, with that, with that uh, uh, fun intro, Charles, thanks for making the time. Welcome to the show. And uh, how's it going? Hey, Brett, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Good, good, good. Did you ever expect when you took those pictures that you would become, you know, internet famous with yeah. them and, and, and internet marketing famous, like all these events, you know, shirtless Charles keeps showing up? No, I did not. Um, I, I got from my best friends. Oh my gosh, they heckled me so much. They, <laughs> they took it and they put it in a Halloween, they photoshopped it into a Halloween store. So like, right next to the sexy nurse picture, and there's me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You go to go, go as Halloween as Charles Livingston, M MD, yeah, shirtless MD, exactly. Uh, perfect for like a soap opera MD, I feel like. So, uh, and, and just quickly, the story behind that photo. Why did you take this shirtless uh, doctor photo? Yeah, so back in the day, um, I had the number one ClickBank product. It was called Fat Loss Factor, and I, I had to get photos for it. And uh, we, we just tried some different thematic things. Since I'm a chiropractor by trade, 
Uh, so we put on the doctor code and stethoscope and uh, we just went with it. And now all of a sudden, if you Google my name, it's one of the top photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fantastic. I recommend you do it. It's a lot of fun. Got so Ezra's hands and, yeah, got Ezra's hands and, and it will stay there forever uh, in his hands and in his slide decks. So. So there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, well, very cool. Uh, not only um, do you take great uh, shirtless doctor photos, but <laughs> super sharp marketer. So we're going to be talking about how to get to eight figures, how to get to eight figures and beyond. Uh, your coffee company has had a thousand percent growth since May, which is super impressive. So I want to dig into to lots of different things on you know just some of your marketing approaches, approaches to business, approaches to e-commerce that allow for that kind of scale. And so this is going to be a great, you know, merchant story podcast, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we dive into Life Boost and what you're doing now, talk a little bit about your background. So we, we, you mentioned the, uh, the supplement companies, one of the number one offers on ClickBank, I think you said for, for quite a while. So uh, talk about your background. How did you become this expert internet marketer? Yeah. So it, it's a funny story. Um, Basically, I went to chiropractic school and my best friend since I've known since kindergarten, he started marketing online. And by the time I was out of chiropractic school, he was already a millionaire. So oh. I was like, what did you do? I know this kid since, you know, at that time since kindergarten, right? So, and, you know, by the, we grad, I graduated chiropractic school with 26. He was already a millionaire. I got out. I practiced like five years and he's just growing, scaling crazy. I'm like, all right, dude. You got to tell me what you're doing. <laughs> so we sat down. He showed me the ropes. He stuck me in customer. I retired from chiropractic. He stuck me in customer service for software of all things. So I knew nothing about computers at this point. So it was a fast track of learning. <laughs> like so boot camp, man. It was. And it was, I was completely immersed in it. I read any and everything I could get my hands on. You name the, the guru, I'd probably went through their course. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I, we ended up, uh, me and my, my buddy partnered and created a fat loss factor, which was the number one product on ClickBank for a couple of years. Um, took a while to get there, but once it hit, it hit hard and fast. And we grew rapidly that first year. I think we did um, like 8 million, I think that first year. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And then from there, we sat down Talked to uh, at that time, I think he was uh, one of the CEOs of Agora and uh, and another another friend of ours. And they basically, do you remember his name? So that's Agora Publishing, right? So I've, I've uh, it was like a Michael Masters. He was, he was a copywriting guy. Yeah, he was a uh, CEO of Stansbury at the time, I believe. Okay, Matt Smith. So Matt Smith and Valentine, they both <laughs> sat us down. And was like, look, you got an offer, you do not have a business, and in six mm-hmm. months, somebody's gonna topple you and you're going to have half your revenue. And it basically scared daylights out of me. So I was like, okay. So we came back, we brainstormed and decided to iterate it into a supplement company. Hmm. And so we did that. Uh, two things that we were not good at was driving traffic. So um, I went to... you relied primarily on affiliate marketing yeah. through, through ClickBank. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things where once people get a hot offer, it just rolls you up. Now ClickBank's a little bit different than that. Um, you have to have either have some of the top affiliates who drive traffic or you need to learn to drive traffic yourself. Yep. Uh, but at that time, it was primarily affiliate-based and then they would do everything for you. Um, 
we iterated it to a supplement company. And, and man, what, what sage advice too from those guys? Because that, that, that was really true. I mean, you guys had a killer offer, a single offer that led to an $8 million in the first year or not the first year, but in a, a year business, but that's kind of a shaky foundation. So, so kudos to them for sharing kudos to you guys for taking action. So yeah, it just goes down to, you know, you have to diversify your, 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 your traffic channels. And we were, all affiliates. So if another offer came along and the top affiliate bailed, and it's this 80-20 rule, right? There's one affiliate that'll take, you know, 80% of the sales. Yep. Yep. Make them. So if he finds another offer that converts yours, guess what? You're you're done, right? You're right. gonna get traffic. Then all of a sudden you can go down the rankings and it just this cascade of um, people offboarding onto the next offer. Yep. Uh, and they were right. That's what happened. Um, luckily by that time we had iterated into a supplement company and, uh, one of our partners that we brought on was a master at driving Google traffic. So he was like, um, you have no idea what you have here. Do you? And we're like, no. <laughs> uh, so we created the supplement and then he took it and he's like, you know, off to the races. So that year, I think we, we did well over seven figures. We ended up, you know, after the third year, getting up to 12 million. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, we then, we just rode the supplement wave up and down. All the fun stuff that happened with that and dealing with operations. Yeah, supplement companies are difficult from oh. a lot of different perspectives. If anyone's tried to run ads or try to grow a supplement company, you run into policy issues and, 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 privacy issues and things like that with various channels, Facebook and, and Google for sure. And then, yeah, your supply chain, that's always uh, tricky too. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we learned a lot about customer experience. We learned a lot about operations and we nearly imploded ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now the supplement company, it, it has its ups and downs, but our refund rate is one of the lowest in the industry. We're, we're looking at like, less than 7% refunds right now. That's amazing. For supplements, yeah. that's amazing. Good good for you guys. That means you get the formula right. Uh, you're, you're bringing people in the front door the right way. Um, so, so kudos to you guys on that. Well, love that story. A lot of wisdom that can be drawn from that. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how many people listening are engaged in affiliate marketing. It's not one that we hear a lot. But I do know for a fact, there's a lot of people listening that they are relying on one channel primarily. And it's driving 80% of their traffic, 80% of their sales. And you do need to diversify. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about customer experience and some other things as well. Um, what's the background on, on Life Boost Coffee? What, what is Life Boost Coffee? Why would you start it? So a supplement company, that's tricky. But a coffee company, that's, that's, like, <laughs> that's, really, that's a really hard thing to do too. Uh, so uh, what's the story behind Life Boost? What is it and, and why the coffee business? Yeah. So you know what? During when we were running the supplement company, um, I, had, uh, I started to get into doing the Bulletproof Style Coffee with the butter and MCT oil and okay. things like that. And I freaking loved it. Um, and you know, I was like, you know what? I would love to start a coffee business. I just became really passionate for some reason. I don't know why uh, about coffee. I I never drank coffee until I was like thirty. Wow, none, right? And all of a sudden, I got sucked into Starbucks and all the foofy drinks. And, and I was like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's usually the gateway. Drink. That's the gateway. Starbucks is the it gateway. Is. 
you know, with all the the added sugar and whatnot, and then you, and then you get into the real stuff. The realizing that I did not feel that great after drinking that. You exactly. Know, bulletproof, and I got the brain optimization and the energy bump that I was looking for, uh, and no crash, which was awesome. Um, and then you know, uh, another coffee company actually approached me and was like, "We want to put our supplements in your coffee." I'm like, nee, I don't know about that." Uh, but go ahead and send me your coffee. And they sent it to me, this, you know, this small farm. And I freaking loved it. It was the best coffee I ever had in my life. And I was wow. like, you know what? Let me do something with this. Um, and so that's how Life Boost started. So just yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it's a and, and the reason I say it's a tricky business, um, and, and we've worked in the coffee space. I have, I have a longtime coffee client, very different um, positioning than what you guys have. They're they're, they're kind of traditional coffee flavored coffee, things like that. It's great, uh, but it's it's a competitive space, right? Uh, people are often creatures of habit when it comes to coffee, and they're passionate about their coffee and they want it quickly, right? So a lot of people are just used to I get the same coffee from the grocery store. Every week, that's just what I do. Or I like Starbucks. That's what I like. You know, so uh, it is a tough business. It's a tough business to sell or to get someone to try new coffee is is often um, a challenge. And so, uh, would love to to hear how you guys are doing this because you know, thousand percent growth since since May, just you know, uh, less than a year, a crazy crazy growth. Um, Oh, and also, what what is what is unique about the coffee? So you said it tastes amazing, which obviously that's super important. But what else is unique about the coffee? So the, we we do a, a very low acid coffee, um, which makes it easier for people to drink. So a lot of people have to give up coffee because they have stomach problems, right? And it's, because it's, because of the acidity of coffee, yeah, because of the acidity of the coffee. And it's not just coffee. If they have stomach problems, it's not because of the coffee. It's because they, you know, a lot of other factors involved. Sure, sure. But the acidity uh, uh, irritates that. Yeah. Yeah. They end up having to give up one of the their favorite beverages. I mean, eighty percent of the population drinks coffee, hmm. uh, and because of that, it's like, you know, it's like you deflate their balloon. And so yeah. when you find a solution of something they can drink, you know, they're they're very passionate about it, especially if it tastes good, because sometimes. Uh, low acid coffee or organic coffees, they don't taste good. They're kind of bland compared to regular. Um, Agreed. So that was one of the things why people will, who try Life Boost love it. It's, it's yeah. actually tastes good. Yeah. So I, I know this is one of your one of your keys to growth and, and it, it's essential for every e-commerce company, every business really. But how, how did you guys land on your positioning? And, and what is the position you take with the coffee? So it's not just great tasting coffee, right? That's not quite enough. But how are, how are you positioning it? And how did you get to that point? Was this the position you led with out of the gate? Or was there, were there some iterations? So talk about that if you, if you would. Yeah, we didn't lead with this out of the gate. Um, so going doing all my research, looking through the coffee store, one of the things that I noticed was, you know, the coffee industry, because it's, you know, 80% of population drinks coffee, uh, it's a cash crop. In order to have a cash crop, you have to heavily spray it and you have to grow it in conditions that aren't the best for the coffee or for the growth of the coffee or for the person because it's mass produced, right? So knowing that, you know, we, you know, being a health nut myself, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to source the purest coffee and this, it literally fell in my lap 
because I was like, like I was just nailing him with questions. Is it shade grown? Is it organic? Is it single origin? You know, does it give you jitters when you drink it? You know, different things like that. And it checked all the boxes off. So after that, it was just getting the clarity of the message, just spending time um, really diving in, listening to what your customers are saying uh, about the coffee. And one of the biggest things was like, it doesn't hurt my stomach. I, I get that daily and people just responding to me in emails. So, so I was like, you know what, this is actually probably something that's really important is that they can actually drink the coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And, and so, you know, I think what a lot of people have a hard time with, so, so you just rattled off some really good stuff, right? That it's, it's organic, it's shade grown, it's single origin, all those things. So, so then the question becomes as, as a, an e-commerce store or as a, as a marketer, what do we focus on? Do we do it is our is our headline and, and you know on, on the homepage is our main positioning? It's shade grown coffee. Uh, I, I mean, probably not. Like you, you know, that, that's maybe something to mention, but probably not. I love what you did though. Uh, you listened to customers, and the thing you heard repeated over and over again was, "I can actually drink this. It tastes amazing, and it does not upset my stomach. I can actually drink it." And so that's that's super powerful. Um, what what did you kind of change your positioning too? And do you have kind of a positioning statement or headline or something that, uh, that kind of embodies that? It basically, it, it's, we try to keep it really simple. It's clean, organic coffee, this low acid. Nice. Nice. Love it. Clean, organic, low acid. That's beautiful. And kind of tells the story behind that. So uh, good. Let's, let's talk then. Let's kind of roll through some of the uh, the keys to this thousand percent growth, and and these are keys, you know, to getting your business paid figures, which, which you've done before. And I, and I know a lot of these things you learned through Perfect Origins and through your initial supplement offer, but you're also applying now to Life Boost. But um, what are what are some of the keys to that kind of scale? So one thing is for sure is we became what I call a yes company. So it's all about the customer. If there's any possible way you can help them or refund them, you do it. So, you know, we have a a 60 day guarantee on the coffee. So if they don't like it, if they can send it back and we'll refund them hundred percent. And honestly, if, if they don't and they're like, they complain about returning it, we'll just refund them or we'll switch it out for them. We'd be like, you don't like this flavor. We have this flavor. Would you like to have this instead? And we'll be like, just give that bag to a friend and just share it with them. And if they like it and they become a customer, you know, you completely made our day and you bless somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like, how can you pay it forward? How can you um, take care of your customer? And, and that's what I tell my customer service manager is, you know, we're a yes company. Whatever they need, just take care of them. I love that. Becoming a yes company. I think it's more fun to do business that way. I love I love that creativity too. If you if they can't ship it back or they're unwilling to or whatever, just sharing that caveat of hey, give it to a friend. Like then then you look, you know, the customer looks like a hero. They gave away some coffee, and then maybe you gain an extra customer in the process. That's a really creative thing to do. What would you say to someone who would maybe push back and say, yeah, but if you become a yes company, you get taken advantage of, and isn't that expensive? And and don't we have to have these rigid policies and guidelines? And what, what, what would you say to, to those arguments? So I would say, let's compare refund rates. My refund rate in the coffee <laughs> company, because we've done this, is 1.5% right now. 1.5%? Yeah. Get out of here. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, people would 
kill for that refund rate. So there you go. Proof number one. So you you uh, don't think being a yes company pays off one one point five percent refund rate. That's that's awesome. And yes, yeah. you know you you will get taken advantage of at times. We have um, the thing is is cost that of doing business though, right? I mean, it is. But you know if somebody's taking advantage of you, mm-hmm. you can after a while you can tell. And so you just you know in a nice way being like, look, you know we can't do this for you again. You know this is why you know, we are a business. We have you know obviously these these farmers that we have to make sure that they get paid. And so if we're losing money, then we can't pay them mm-hmm. or we can't buy more coffee from them. Right. Yep. So, you know, it's like this cash case. So just, just try to be transparent and explain things as much as possible in a nice way. My whole thing is like treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So if I was a customer and <laughs> I'm going through an awful customer service experience right now with a company who built my pool, so, uh, uh. so I'm like lecturing them on what good customer service is, which is the best way to go about doing what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to do though. Like as a business owner, when you spend so much time on customer experience and then, then to do that, I actually went and, uh, went to a, a, a state park recently, um, for this event and, and the person that like was collecting money was just a, incredible jerk. And I was like, I kind of went off on him, which I was so out of character for me, but I was like, so upset because I'm used to like delivering a good customer experience. And then it just rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I totally, I totally feel your pain there. Um, and, and I think you made a really good point there where, you know, when someone's taking advantage of you, right. But I think what happens, this happens both internally with our employees, but also with customers. One customer that takes advantage of you, that does some shady stuff, that, that, that rips you off, you may have the inkling to say, well, changing the policy. I'm changing the policy to eliminate that from happening again. But what you often can do is just make it hard for the everyday customer, right? And make it painful for the everyday customer where really you're just going to know, you're going to get to a point if someone's really shady and just a con artist, you'll figure that out and uh, you deal with that later. But I think that the default to yes, make that your policy, take care of customers. It's the right thing to do. It's fun. And there's a good, there's good business logic to it as well. Yeah, you have all the data if somebody's trying, like if they're multiple refunding and just, you know, getting free bags of coffee and stuff, you can see that clear as day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually you just say, eh, no, you're out. Yeah, okay. Then you, you need to have the talk with them. <laughs> exactly. Good, good, good. Um, fantastic. Any other insights on, on, that customer experience. So, so that's super important. You got a super low refund rate. You're a yes company. What, what else do you do to, to ensure that that customer experience is fantastic? So we try to reply to every email that comes in. You know, one of the things I do in my, um, my workflow, my, like my welcome workflow, when somebody becomes a new customer is just say, you know, Hey, how's it going? Um, one is just reply back to me and let me know you got this. Literally, that's it's just a very quick message. It says, "Hey, welcome to Life Boost." You know, I want to make sure you're getting these messages. Just reply back to me and say yes. And so daily, I'm just getting all kinds of yeses. People are excited, and we're always responding to those. But that helps our deliverability with our emails as well. And it just it's like it's like a touch point, right? How can you touch your customer in a way that leaves them feeling positive? Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and it's, it's crazy what that, uh, I would argue that that personal touch and that little response and that act of being and feeling human is, is part of what leads to the low refund rate. 
right? Now, now that they realize, oh, that's a real person and this is a real business and they care about me and they're communicating with me. Okay, well then I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that if I have any issues with anything. You know, and it gives a lot more forgiveness when it comes to like, because operations are tough with, yep. you know, fulfillment. If you run out of coffee beans or, you know, something like that. Stuff's going to happen. It, it does. And you send them the wrong, you send them beans instead of grounds. And so we're just like, we'll take care of it, you know, and we'll either send them a return label or just tell them to keep the coffee, give it to friends, pay it forward. And uh, we'll, we'll just send you new bags. I mean, that's our fault, right? We shouldn't have made that mistake. And so then it's just going through the operations and finding those areas that of how it's happening or where it's happening and, and fixing that. Great. Because you shouldn't have to suffer if it's your mistake. So we take full ownership of that and just let them know. We want them to have confidence in knowing that dealing with us means you're going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, so you guys are, are, are your premium product, right? The, the coffee is not cheap, but it's, it's all those things you mentioned. It's organic, it's single origin, it's expensive to grow. Uh, and, and as one who, uh, we now have a garden, right? My, my 10 year old has a garden and oh, cool. keep, yeah, it's really cool. She does a great job with it. If it were up to me or my wife, we'd just totally kill it. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's hard work, <laughs> like to get stuff to grow without bugs and animals and things to destroy, like everything wants to kill your garden. So anyway, uh, it's just a small garden, but I have like much respect for organic Farmers, you got to like be on, be diligent about that stuff. Um, so the, it's, it's expensive coffee to grow and produce and ship and all that. Um, how how did you guys land on the premium pricing model, and how do you use that premium price to your advantage in marketing, and how do you kind of overcome any price resistance or hesitation? Yeah, I know so, I just threw a lot of questions wrapped into one there. So okay. just <laughs> answer whichever one you want first, and then I'll ask the next one if that's better. Uh, the, the premium pricing model, um, one, because coffee is a commodity uh, and it's, it's a volume play, mm -hmm. right? So in order to be able to grow and scale, uh, you've got to have margin in there. That's, yep. And your cost, of, like my cost of goods is like 60%. It's very, very high. Uh, so by pricing a premium, we're, we're adding, you know, as many extras as we can, which is one of the reasons why our customer service is amazing. Um, is because, you know, when they deal with us, it's, it's like a concierge service, right? They're, they're taken care of. They're getting calls back on time. They're getting replies fast. Like we're just on it. And if we're not, then, you know, we're, you know, we have conversations internally to figure out how we can do, or if we mess up, we give them bonuses or, or something to make it better. Um, that is one of the reasons why we charge more of a premium to be able to take care of the customer. Um, and two, this type of coffee is harder to get um, because there's not a lot that's grown like this. And uh, it's this coffee is in the top, I would say, 95% of all coffees in the world. Wow. So, I mean, you, you have to be able to charge premium to be able to, to grow and scale a company like this. Yep. Makes sense. And how do you then, how do you, use, how do you leverage that premium price in your marketing, right? Because there's something psychological about that. The, the, the premium price is going to, you know, send some customers away, but that's fine. That's not who you're trying to reach with this. Um, how do you leverage price, you know, for, for your marketing? 
So what we do is we have the standard uh, store price, right? But if they do a subscription, they get like, they, depending on if they, how many bags they're, they're having shipped to them at a time, they get anywhere from a 30 to a 50% discount on those. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've got the price there. It shows that it's premium. It shows that this was this, it just emphasize all the things you said, right? It's hard to grow coffee. It's, you know, it's better than 95% of the coffee out there. So of course it's going to cost a lot, but, but you subscribe, you do these things, you're going to, you're going to save. It's going to be convenient. You're going to get this concierge type service. And so that, that totally makes sense. What, what do you guys do to kind of get people hooked? Do you guys work on, do you guys do promos, discounts, trial offers, things like that to kind of get someone hooked on the coffee? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we, we have promotional pages and that's when we, when we drive traffic to it, um, we, we send them to a promotional page that gives them a significant discount to try the first bag. And then once they become a customer, they are put on our email list and every week we're running some type of promo on one of the flavors or sometimes we'll do like a store-wide promo. Um, like Labor Day, we did a store-wide promo. Um, today, uh, it's pumpkin spice season, man. Oh, dude, love pumpkin spice. So we um, have, I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm usually like a purist. I like just coffee. Like I just want to taste the coffee, maybe a little bit of cream, maybe you know, an Americano with the coffee type, you know, type of thing. But, but pumpkin spice... It, it's got a special place in our hearts, doesn't it? <laughs> it's good. Although it's like at the time of the recording, it's like 90 degrees here, which is fine. But, well, that's uh, why you cold brew it, man. Cold brew pumpkin spice is a bomb. Dude, that sounds good. Why didn't I have to think about that? Okay, good. Uh, note to self. We'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So, so you're emailing uh, promos and offers and pushing different flavors and things like that. I know one of the things you've gotten extremely good at, and you've even built a, a boutique agency around this, is you're great at the back end, right? So you, so you corrected that issue that you had with the supplement company where the, the folks at Agora said, hey, you got an offer, don't have a business. Uh, you're now masters at this uh, back end stuff. So you're telling me you guys have, you guys have content, you have a flow like an email flow, it's 100 days long. You get a great stick rate for your subscriptions. Um, what, are, what are some of the keys to like having a good backend and this good constant um, you know, promotion and, and, and this, this email flow and things you're doing? One is to have you know, products you can sell. So different, you know, so for us, we have our regular coffee. We have um, different roasts, obviously. We have espresso. Then we have our line of flavor coffees that we use the same uh, organic beans uh, that are like specialty grade, you know, single origin, you know, super high in beans, but they have flavor on them. Most flavor coffees are, um, they use blends and they cross contaminate yep. yep. beans. And they, they cover it because it, I think the thought is that the, since it's a flavor coffee, they can use inferior beans. Because the flavor covers it up. Yep. Yep. So we use natural extracts and essential oils to flavor the beans on top of, you know, we're using the same beans essentially that our regular coffee is. Awesome. Yep. Um, so you have product to sell. Uh, what, what, what are, can you talk about some of your, some of your email flows and some of the, some of the approaches you take to, to promoting via email and, and then, you know, getting people to stick with their subscription and, and, and reorder? Yeah, so I created this uh, a flow that you just mentioned that's uh, like a hundred days long. So what it is, I, I call it my cash flow continuity. Nice. Subscriptions are notorious for giving you cash flow, 
uh, to destabilize the business, right? So what we do is every five, after day 20, um, we give people enough time to try. I, I don't really leave with subscription on the front end. I want them to try and love yep. the coffee. Yep. And then after day 20, I'm like, here, here's the best option we have that you can get the coffee at the cheapest price. And so after that, every five days, we drip an email that's content focused and then that talks about the subscription. In the, in, so in so the, content focused meaning like here, here's a, a, a way to prepare your coffee, tips with the coffee, stuff, stuff like that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Talking about you know, the way it's created, talking what shade grow means, talking about the health benefits of coffee, um, different things like that. And then some emails are just straight up promotional. Like, you know, you want the best deal on the coffee, here's the description, here's why. Uh, others are like, um, I like metaphors and stories. So we have like different stories that we'll talk about. And then at the end, it's just a soft sell on the PS that says, hey, you know, if you're not a subscriber yet, this is the way um, to save the most on your coffee, you know, we know you love it. You know, you love it by here. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I love that. The PS it's not pushy. People always skip to the PS, something I learned way back in the direct mail days. Uh, so that's a really, that's a cool way to sell. while still, still being valuable, still, still, um, showing you care about the customer and then saying, Hey, this best way to save. Um, very cool. So the hundred day flow actually starts at about 21 days or thereabouts after someone's been able to have, enjoy several cups of coffee and, and hopefully they fall in love with it. So, so then you're sending these educational emails. And, and so, um, are some of them pure education without a push to subscribe or do all of them have some kind of a mention of subscription? They all have a mention of subscription somewhere. Yep. If even, even if it's little, uh, it's either a PS or a PPS or, you know, somewhere in the middle, but we always, you know, have a call to action in there. Yep. yep. Um, Love it. Every five days it drips out for a hundred days. Every five days for a hundred days. Very cool. And, and uh, I mean, the difference since you've instituted that, I'm, I'm assuming it's night and day, right? The way you were getting. Uh, it's, it's like self-refilling subscription because people will drop off and then, you know, people get back on people who dropped off will get back on because they'll get another email. Yep. Eventually, it'll drip on them enough and be like, you know what? I really like that subscription. Most people will cancel a subscription because of over or under consumption. Yep. They get too much of something. So they're like, ah, I've got to cancel. So, and all, and a lot of the emails, we just talk about that, right? If you have too much, you can pause your account. You don't have to cancel. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming, do you, do you have that also in the built-in your system where someone goes in to, to cancel the subscription? You say, oh, wait, why don't you just pause for three months? You may have too much coffee. Yeah, yeah. Usually, though, um, we deal with the older crowd, so a lot of times they just call in and we'll do it for them, and that's what we'll tell them. We can yep. pause it for you. Uh, if not, we can cancel and you can always come back. Yep, yep. That's yeah. awesome. Now, are you, so this is, this is email flow, you train your customer service reps to handle those phone calls, those cancellation phone calls and things. Uh, are you doing anything with paid traffic? So Facebook or Google Display Network or YouTube, are, are you building out flows there where you're looking at, hey, converters, these are people that have bought and now they're about 21 days in. And so now we're going to start hitting them with messages in those places to try to get them to subscribe? Yeah, so we don't do any um, lead generation with Facebook. We, we mainly go for customer acquisition. Um, just one thing at a time, right? It's, it's on the to-do list, yeah. but we're... we're Getting um, traction with Facebook. So, so and just to, just to clarify, sorry, you're using yeah. Facebook just for cold traffic, just for prospecting right now? No, we're just using for, Facebook for customer acquisition right now. 
Okay. Not, okay. not getting subscribers, not lead generation, right? So going to the sale right away instead of Got putting it. them on a list. Got it. Yeah, so, so getting that that single purchase rather than pushing for subscription. I think that would be one of the next things to look at is now saying and taking some, even some of the same messages that work on on email, putting those into you know Facebook ads and Google Display ads saying, hey, you know, subscribe and save type thing. Um, so, uh, but very cool. The, the email flow, super powerful. I know a lot of people listening are not doing that, not doing that well. And so appreciate sharing that. Um, let's talk about, you mentioned, as you and I were kind of prepping for this, you mentioned creating good relationships with vendors. Uh, how is that important to achieving this kind of scale? And, and what tips or advice do you have there? Yeah, um, inventory management, right? And supply chain management. So it's just, you know, if, so we'll put uh, a lot of stuff on our Amex card because it gives you a longer, longer terms. So the longer you can push off payments and regulate, you know, when, when your payments are dropping to pay for the coffee or to pay for ad spend or anything like that, um, the, the more cash flow that you could have to keep the business going. So, yeah. So we're, if you can talk with your vendor to give you more terms, the longer term cycle, uh, that helps so much. Yeah, that, that helps achieve scale because if you, if you don't have those terms, then you're limited on what you can invest in marketing to, to push things yeah. forward. Uh, you may have to really slow down because you don't want to run out of inventory. You don't want to oversell. And then, and then you get those, the frustration of someone trying to buy and they can't. And that, that just creates lots of issues. So ran into all those. Absolutely. I wish, that, yeah, I wish we didn't have to learn so much the hard way. Uh, I think that is kind of an entrepreneur thing. Uh, you know, learning from books and people and meeting people and stuff is always good, but sometimes you just have to learn by uh, the, the hard way, trial and error. Um, good. You also mentioned you guys hired an outsourced CFO and we don't have to just talk about outsourced CFO, but any thoughts there? Like what, why did you do that? What advice would you give to, to other e-commerce companies looking to maybe bring on an outsourced expert like that? Uh, talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, to have a crystal clear picture of your and not guessing at your, your financials is something that's very, I'm terrible at that aspect. I know that. Um, so to have somebody who's really good at it, like a CFO, and that is their job, right, is to protect the finances of the company. Um, it's just an amazing investment you can do. And there are companies out there who will, um, basically they're virtual CFOs. So they give you your, your cash flow statements, your balance sheets, your P&Ls, all those, you know, biweekly that you can just stay on top of this and then you can call them. They can answer questions. They'll give you recommendations. They'll help you with getting terms. They'll, um, help you with finding new merchant providers who will give you uh cheaper percentages in you know, those type of things. Yeah, so valuable. We we hired um, for CFO, but but I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. It's one of those things. Imagine, you know, I know a lot of people listen, and, and and you and I are marketers. We enjoy the marketing side of things. Imagine if the data you were getting from your email platform or from Google Ads or from Facebook. Imagine if that data was wrong. Imagine if your CPAs were wrong, but you're just swimming along happily optimizing to numbers that are wrong and are wrong, not in your favor. 
you you would really mess things up like big time. Well, what's even worse than that is having your books not being accurate, right? And not understanding your cash flow and not understanding your PL. Like that is those are critical aspects. And uh, I just know a lot of entrepreneurs that that they're they're either not numbers people or I actually do like numbers a lot. I was I was pretty good at math in school, but for whatever reason, accounting just like put me to sleep, man. Accounting oh, yeah. is just like, like news fest. I, I don't know, but but uh, you continue with that mindset. That's a real good way to go out of business. Uh, so so get get the right person. Get the right person helping. Market you. cash flow is what sinks most businesses. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So true. You got to handle me. cash flow. Cash cash is king. I remember that from finance class, for sure. Cash cash is king. So. Uh, very good. Any any other areas of your business that you guys are looking to outsource or hire for, or, or any other insights there on on kind of building that building that that team of experts? Uh, yeah, um, an ops person. You know, eventually it'll be something we'll grow into. Like right now, it's it's manageable. We're we're still small, so as we grow and scale, then there's that need to bring in that 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 extra party who can who's been there, done that, right? So a lot of times who you have on board can take you so far, but then when you want to get to that next level, it's, you got to bring another team in. Yep. Yep. Totally makes sense. So just a couple of things, a couple of additional questions here. We're kind of entering into the, the home stretch here on the, the podcast. But one of the other things you talked about was having clarity in your path, right? So this, this path to eight figures or nine figures, whatever the goal is, having clarity in that path. Explain that a little bit and, and what are some of the things to consider as you're looking at your growth path? Uh, yeah, so it's just the cliche of starting with the end in mind, right? So our goal is to build and sell this brand. Um, and in order to do that, you, you need to be very clear on your direction, on your, your, your hooks, what separates you from everybody else. Um, and... So with, with having that clarity, then, you know, looking at the cash flow, looking at like, what's important is that, you know, the subscribers, you know, like having a subscription mm-hmm. greatly enhances your, your multiplier, right? Um, you know, your average order value, your customer lifetime value, your, your database of customers. There's a lot of different things. So for us, it's like, you know, we know that in the coffee business, a subscription is, you know, huge. Uh, and then lifetime value in any business is obviously huge. So it's like focusing specifically on those and how to grow those. And as a company, it's like, how do we, um, you know, what do we need to focus on next? So instead of trying to add like 50 products all at once. So one of the things we're looking at is, um, for instance, there are flavors, you know, I would like to have like a flavor that I could do a promotion of every week. And keep rolling that because everybody loves the new flavors that we bring out. And it's just, you it's know, easy marketing. I mean, that's easy. Yeah. Just, just dial that up. And it, it, that's a, that's a, that's a play in the playbook that you know is going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a good, but you can't just, but you can't just do that operationally. You can't just release a new flavor exactly. every week. Very careful. So you don't crush your cash flow. Mm-hmm. So it's just being very clear on that, which is why I hired a CFO. Cause I was like, this is super important. I know that this is a mistake a lot of people make in crashing businesses. This is a mistake I've made in the past. I've crashed businesses simply because I wasn't, I was guesstimating my cash flow thinking I was right. 
And then I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, man. So so many good tidbits there. Uh, You do need to know your KPIs, right? You need to know what what is your economic engine? What's really driving... The growth of your business. Uh, for those that that um, maybe are new to this podcast, go back a couple episodes, listen to the episode I did with Bill D'Alessandro, and we talked about uh, contribution margin. Brilliant wow. podcast. This guy's super, super smart. So um, that's worth listening to for sure. I'm a huge Jim Collins fan. So author of Good to Great. He talks about the hedgehog concept, right? Which is finding the intersection between what you're passionate about what you can be best in the world at, and then what drives your economic engine, right? And I, I feel like that's that's what you guys are doing. You're passionate about this great, healthy, organic coffee. It's some of the best in the world, right? And you're understanding your economic engine, the subscribers and, and getting and, and adding to that stick rate and getting more people to subscribe. So understanding those things, all huge, getting the right people on board. And then, you know, one of the things that, that you and I talked about, and I've talked about this with, with several other people re- lately is, you know, what it takes to get to seven figures is not what it takes to get to eight figures, right? Exactly. To get to that first milestone, to get to a million dollars in sales, you just scrap it. You just work hard, put in long hours, you know, be, be an insane person. You probably get there. Uh, to get to eight figures, no. You, you've got to have systems and people and processes exactly. and you have to remove yourself in some ways. You have to change as an entrepreneur. You have to do different things and think differently with each of those milestones. You may have to, you may outgrow your CFO, right? You may, you know, like there, there's some yeah. things that you, that will change along the way, uh, getting from one milestone to the next. There, there are definitely some, some areas, some, some growth areas that, that just change the whole game, you know? So. 100% right. Good, 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 man. Uh, awesome stuff. I, I want to kind of hear your perspective on Amazon. I know you're, uh, one of your partners is, is big in the Amazon space. I know yeah. you know Amazon, but you've got a unique perspective on Amazon. Can, can you share that real quick? Yeah. So Amazon's funny because everybody who's on Amazon wants off of Amazon. Everybody who's <laughs> off of Amazon wants on Amazon. So true. So true. So it's like there's two different methods. You build your brand on Amazon and then you can step off, which seems to be a hurdle for a lot of people. Um, and, and there's different reasons for that. Uh, but then what we're doing is we're growing the brand off of Amazon and then stepping on in Amazon. Mm. So that way you start with traction already. People, as soon as, if you have a business that's off of Amazon, people are already searching on Amazon for your business. Correct. Correct. So, but I wanted to build a brand bigger, um, create more of a mode around it, more protection on what separates me before I stepped on Amazon because I am a premium product, right? So a premium product my biggest competitor on Amazon is like $20 a bag, I think. And we're way more than that. So it's like, if you need to build for our instance, I think it's important to build the brand first. So people, you know, it doesn't matter the price. Yep. I don't want to compete on price. That's one of the things I do not want to compete on. Cause on Amazon, you're competing on price. Absolutely. Unless Absolutely. you have strong brand recognition. Yep. Yep. And I think there, there are, are, Lots of ways to be successful with e-commerce. And, and there are a lot of people that have built really large Amazon businesses that have scaled very rapidly. But, but to your point, we've worked with a lot of those. A lot, a lot of Amazon first sellers have come to us. And, and we've got you know, two sides of our business. We help with Amazon ads and Amazon growth, which is you know, great. And that's the fastest growing side of our business. Uh, but then we also help with, with you know, Google ads as well. And so we have a lot of people that come to us and say, hey, we're doing great on Amazon. We want to build our Shopify 
presence. So help us with YouTube and Google ads and things like that. I will say that's often way harder. Um, depending on how that brand was built, it may be very hard to get off Amazon. You should still try. You should still do it, but it can be hard. Give you an example. I uh, just bought a grill tool. It's like a, a wire brush to clean your barbecue grill. Bought it off Amazon, had great ratings. It's wood. Like you, it feels substantial. It's just a great um, grill tool. I have zero clue what the brand was. Um, <laughs> I've talked about this tool a couple of times. I have no idea. Like it's just What's in my head is Amazon and the grill right. tool, right? So that company, and, and part of that's the nature of the product, right? It, it's, we're not brand sensitive when it comes to grill tools, but I did not, their brand did not stick for me at all. It's just Amazon. And that's what a lot of people run into. They build this great business. It's built on reviews. It's built on Amazon ads, but there's no real brand affinity or loyalty or something that translates off Amazon easily. What you're doing, probably harder in the beginning, but then once you get on Amazon, it's going to take off. And that's, you know, you're building a community, you're building a brand, you're building up these people that want your product and know the value. And then once you put that on Amazon, it's just going to, it's going to take off, right? Um, one of our clients, Native Deodorant, did that not long ago. You know, they built this huge brand off Amazon, 100% off Amazon. And as soon as they went on Amazon, of course, it just took off like a, a rocket. Yeah, that's one of the guys we model after. Yeah. yeah, love uh, love native deodorant. Such an amazing story. Got to research that if you're not familiar with them. So uh, awesome, Charles. This has been a ton of fun, man. Thanks for sharing your story and your unique your unique perspective. Keep crushing it with the coffee, brother. And uh, hey, how can people get in touch with you? So I, I'm assuming people listening to this podcast are like, dude, I got to try the coffee. So how can they go test the coffee? And then what if someone just wants to, you know, maybe utilize your your marketing uh, expertise and building these these backend flows and and kind of that backend marketing? How can people learn more about that as well? Yeah, they can. Um, if you want to test the coffee, go to lifeboostcoffee.com um, and just uh, you know click contact us and send a message to support saying that you heard me on the podcast and we'll give you a great discount. Sweet. Um, Sweet. <laughs> if you want to know more about uh, my marketing agency, just go to drcharleslivingston.com. Um, and uh, I think the email is drcharles at drcharleslivingston.com if you want to email me personally. Sweet. And I'll, we'll link to these in the show notes. We'll link to the, the site and we'll link to your marketing agency as well. Charles, Dr. Charles Livingston, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. Thanks, brother. Take yep. care. Very good. Uh, as always, uh, we so appreciate you guys tuning in. We'd love to hear your feedback. Give us some show ideas if you have them. Let us know what you're loving about this. And go check out Life Boost Coffee. It's phenomenal. And uh, Google Charles Livingston if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, as always, we'd love to get that review from you on iTunes if you feel so inclined. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, 
or our Amazon DSP roadmap plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.